Well, where is the link to your poetry? And I, I can't, you don't have a link, so I really can't find it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, where is your poetry? Is it on Wix? Uh, yeah, it's on Wix site, Wix uh, blog. Uh, uh, I'm supposed to publish it, but uh, you, yeah, why don't you get that done? Okay. But uh, what's your next poem? I know you're back in July of 2018. And, uh, all right, so you have July 26th. These are poems read by the author, uh, by David Smith, NYC. And you have this scowling-looking dog here, and it says, here is my link to Hakeem. <laughs> Is he Hakeen? Why don't you call him Hakeen then? Oh. oh, well, you have a book here, Wild Ivy, the Spiritual Autobiography of Zen Master Hakeen. Oh, by Norman Wattel. So you have a book to support a lot of your uh, books that you employ sometimes in your poetry. Oh, yeah, you're just stealing from other people. Yeah, I, I'm a, I steal all my material, yeah. Oh, well, I thought you, some of it must be original. I mean, you mention other people. And I guess that may be normal, I don't know. You can do that, I guess. Maybe you could shed new light on this topic, well, this is Wild Ivy, and your poems and these podcasts seem like a Wild Ivy also. Yeah. It's wild stuff. Yeah, it's intended to be wild. I mean, I don't want it to be boring, so. Yeah, I don't like to be bored by spirituality. Yeah, it shouldn't be boring. I hate boredom. All right, then make it fluffy and get a fluffy looking dog in your on your blog or something okay mm. this one is called uh, <clears throat> here is my link to Hakeen uh, alright poem I dream of becoming a evil stupid old oaf in Zen old oaf oh I dream of becoming an a evil, stupid, old oaf. Oh, all right, why do you have to dream about it if you already are? Oh. Yeah, I am evil, stupid, and an old, I am old and an old oaf, uh, and I am stupid. Uh. Yeah, you can tell that from the podcast that you're stupid. Uh. Okay. All right, at least you're aware of your stupidity. Yeah. I dream of becoming a evil, and it should be an. See, you're so stupid that you wrote a evil. It's supposed to be an evil, stupid old oaf. Ins, and that would be good. Huh? Okay, that is their humor. Oh, they have Zen humor. With exquisite and clean execution, it would be splendid. I don't have a hot period and a dry period. My pumps bubble up with the tide. 
I'm lucky to have a practice. I just sit alone in my house. Yeah, what's so interesting about you sitting alone in your house? Uh You're lucky to have that? Uh Yeah, if you can sit alone in your house and meditate, you are lucky to have a practice. Technically, I'm not alone, but have 10,000 gurus. Uh Oh, yeah, if you were following, like, every, every spiritual teacher that ever entered the earth and you're reading about them and trying to track them down. Technically, I'm not alone, but I have 10,000 gurus. I have all of history to accompany me. I marched with the Roman Empire and worked in the Egyptian temple. My sojourn in India was more recent. My American is Walt Whitman. Still, I feel I am missing a lesson. I shall pay more attention. I should pay more attention. Yeah, are you paying attention or just sort of part-time and meditating a little bit here and there? Do you pay attention at all? Like, I don't believe you're doing your Simran in the tennis game or at least in the break. You should pay more attention. I wish I had fewer distractions. To most people, spirituality is an ideal. I prefer it to be just action. Oh. You don't want it to be just an ideal. Yeah, you could have spirituality just as an ideal. Yeah, I could imagine myself to just be like meditating a lot and and I'm following some master and I could idealize that. To most people, spirituality is an ideal. I prefer it to be just action. Oh, so you just want to do the meditation and you don't want a big fuss over it. Yeah, everything becomes perfect only when I sit in Sazen. In the early morning, you can encounter no rejection, just a beautiful reflection. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess... Uh, I guess you're not really rejected when you meditate, and you might get a beautiful reflection. So I guess, yeah, it's the most consistently beautiful thing. In the early morning, you encounter no rejection, just a beautiful reflection. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a life-inspiring glance accompanied by the sound current all the time? My goodness. Wow. I can't even continue reading when I hear that. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a life-inspiring glance accompanied by the sound current all the time? I pray for God to take action. Yeah, maybe God should take action. Well, why do I have to take all the action? I really think that God should take action. Here is my link to Hakeen. Oh, well, you literally have a link there. Well, that's nice of you to put a... You don't put that many links here. It's a link. It's an actual internet link to Hakeen. To Hakeen's works or something his Zen writings. 
So here is my your link to Hakeem, and here is a link to David Gravy's poetry. Here, oh, there it is. Yeah, if you look in the blog, it says here is my link to Hakeem. What is the purpose of all your poetry in this podcast? And who told you to do it? And why are you doing it? And I don't understand. Or is it ad hoc that you're doing this? Or how did you come to write them? And well, this poem may answer that. It says that it is July 25th. Uh, 2018. It says, My poetry is my contribution to eliminating illusion. Oh. And then you have some yoga mat sitting somewhere. And, uh, huh. It's not a long poem. It says, Poem. Planning a materialistic activity and then it does not work out well is basically hell. Oh. Really? That is hell. Planning a materialistic activity and then it does not work out well is basically hell. Oh, is that the uh, illusion you're talking about? You say my poetry is my contribution to eliminating illusion? <laughs> Maybe you should just transcend the body and leave it to fate. Yeah, you have been thinking that you can't really control the future and uh, the past has already went by and uh, maybe you should just transcend the body and leave it to fate. Uh, Yeah, maybe you shouldn't worry about it so much. Uh, By extending your meditation, you can, in effect, have your bad karmas arrive late. Hmm. Is that, do you defer the bad karma? By extending your meditation, you can, in effect, have your bad karmas arrive late. Yeah, I wish mine didn't arrive at all, basically. (laughs) I wish I could procrastinate my bad karma. Well, yeah. What were you saying about God uh, and the other poem? uh, that he should pay attention. Yeah, he should actually pay attention to my bad karma. (laughs) Oftentimes, hate will dissipate. You can also enjoy celestial approval. (laughs) 90% of our pleasure can come just from your head and just 5% from outside. Yeah, why don't you derive uh, more pleasure from just your head and get 5% outside, uh? from playing tennis. Uh, oh, yeah, you you were going to post uh, that poem. Uh, what were you going to post of something from... Uh, you were going to post something from William Blake uh, about your tennis clinic. <laughs> that is so cute. What were you going to post? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to post... Uh, a poem from William Blake. Uh, 
for the Boys and Girls Club with the tennis clinic. Maybe I'll read it next. But for that was the 5% pleasure from the outside. People tend to do the opposite. Look for 90%, 5% on the outside with only one in frequent yoga class. Oh. So people are doing just the opposite. People tend to do the opposite. Look for 95% on the outside with only one infrequent yoga class. Also, they're getting most of their pleasure from the outside senses. Like, uh, yeah, this is hopeless and achieves no critical mass. Yeah, you have to achieve like a critical mask of sort of being more on the inside than the outside. So, yeah, that's the problem with the meditation. So, if you don't achieve some sort of critical mass, like a large amount of it, like more like being a monk or something, uh-huh. you have to be like a Zen priest uh, or a Zen monk, uh, at least part-time or... Uh, you can't just do an infrequent yoga class. <laughs> this is hope and achieves no critical mass. You need to be completely dead to refresh your head. Oh, that's sort of like you're, in a way, you need an absolute fast uh, instead of a compromised one uh, where you, like, drink some veggie juice. Or you, what did you have? Yeah, you were, or you, what things did you eat? I mean, you ate some things during your your fast, so your fast was not absolute. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ate a bit, uh, I would have to say I ate maybe 100 calories uh, a day during my three-day fast. Oh, so you didn't, were not completely dead and did not refresh your head, no. I was not dead. You need to be completely dead to refresh your head. This poetry is my contribution to eliminate illusion. Yeah, I'm trying to eliminate illusion in my poetry. Well, you say all kinds of things about your poetry and what it's for and where it comes from, but yeah, well, you can never pin poetry down very well, so... My poetry is an illusion. When a tennis ball is hit like right in the center, properly in the center of the racket by a pro player, it makes like this perfect sound like boink, uh, boink, boink. It makes a a sort of like stable sound, punk, uh, or maybe like boink or punk. Uh, so, uh, so these pro players, the tennis brothers, came to the tennis clinic. So, and somehow we had the tennis clinic, and uh, and uh, the. It had the children there. They had some of the children had it. They had three, two courts, and one was the children. Eventually, three courts. 
with the pro action and the children and the medium grades and the, yeah, did you have all this going on? Yeah. So it was a nice day of under the sunshine, uh, nice weather in Astoria Heights playground. And uh, so it was tennis in the park and it was dedicated, it was in, uh, it was for raising uh, the fundraising, maybe, if you did a donation, that is, to the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, so so they could repair the net or do whatever and uh, stuff like that. Uh, well, you said you were going to read from William Blake a poem. Yeah, I have a poem which reminds me of the tennis game book day, the tennis court. It says, The Echoing Green... The sun does arise and make happy the skies. The merry bells ring to welcome the spring. The skylark and thrush, the birds of the bush, sing louder around to the bell's cheerful sound. While our sports shall be seen on the echoing green. Oh, John with white hair does laugh awake care, sitting under the oak among the old folk. They laugh at our play, and soon they all say, quote, Such, such were the joys when we all, boys and girls, in our youth time were seen on the echoing green. Till the little ones weary no more can be merry, the sun does descend, and our sports have an end. Round the laps of their mothers, many sisters and brothers, like birds in their nest are ready for rest and sport no more seen on the darkening green. William Blake. Hmm. Is your poetry robust? I mean, you should have maybe a critic look at it. Well, yeah, maybe when I get it published, I could have it looked at by critics. Okay, you mean publishers? Or... Yeah, you could have it reviewed maybe by critics, but but you said in another podcast that you were following a lot of the things uh, indicated by Northrum Fry, the great literary critic. Uh, yeah, I follow those those concepts from uh, the translator of desires I had. I had met the criterion. Uh, hmm. Oh, you have a critic, uh, your, as in yourself. Uh, yeah, I also self-criticize my poems. Uh, but uh, if you don't find that the poems aren't that robust, uh, I mean, you could read... Uh, you could read other poets that are a lot better. I mean, uh, you could read the dark poems of Darshan Singh and Love's Last Madness, or you could read like the Masnavi of Rumi, or you could read Attar's uh, uh, Conference of the Birds, or Bula Shah or somebody, and some of them my podcast. Uh, so you could find my other podcast more robust. Uh, yeah. Well, what's your next poem, by the way? Oh, then you have... Your next poem says in my... my July 25th 
in my extremely robust religion. Oh, is your religion robust? Uh, I guess you think so. Poem, in my extremely robust religion, the lazy and slothful should be kicked in the butt. Oh, so you're just sort of like a... uh, uh, exercise enthusiast, really, and you're just kind of kicking people in the butt uh, to get them up out of bed to meditate. <laughs> in my extremely robust religion, the lazy and slothful should be kicked in the butt. I practice for all mankind, not for myself, even physically. Oh, now you're taking that, you're claiming that you're... Uh, Bodhisattva, and you're practicing for all mankind, not for myself, even physically. Oh, is that, oh, you're assuming that you're one with mankind and you're one with everything in the universe. So, in in theory, you're practicing for all mankind. Yeah. Well, if I'm connected to other people, I, I suppose I would be practicing for all mankind and That would make my religion extremely robust. Oh, you could argue that, I guess. (laughs) I practice for all mankind, not for myself even physically. Extreme stillness is coupled with extreme motion, which helps in forming healthier emotions. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you've achieved a sort of a positivity, I guess, I guess if you meditate and exercise, you you can be very positive. I've seen, like, exercise people just be very positive. Uh, that's one way of staying happy. Uh, extreme stillness is coupled with extreme motion, which helps in forming healthier emotions. And you have here a, fo- a picture of a sloth, believe it or not. And then you have... Um, you to playing volleyball and uh, well, what's with the clock and uh, huh and it says extreme following heavy amounts of action over ruts in the city then decompression is highly needed otherwise you will damage your prana oh so you're just saying like hitting bumps in the city Oh, if you're driving your car. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to go to Manhattan with a car, let's face it. I could see how it would damage your prana. What's, I mean, clearly that's true. Following heavy actions, amounts of action, over ruts in the city, then decompression is highly needed. Otherwise, you will damage your prana. The lower centers have extra energy, but if you overextend them, they disrupt the center. Yeah, if you if you overextend yourself and go too long uh, into Manhattan, <laughs> the lower centers have extra energy, but if you overextend them, you disrupt the center. Overengagement with sensual pleasure is violence. Wow. Overindulgence, overengagement. Small amounts between sittings is better. If you go to bed tired, it's because of selfish desire. Oh, 
Wow, so you shouldn't be going to bed tired. Huh. Yeah, I think with you're in a, in a robust religion and you're practicing, I don't see these Zen monks as going to bed tired. I mean, I know they hoe in the garden during the day, maybe, but, and they only eat one meal a day at 11 o'clock. And they might go to bed hungry, so. So I don't know. But I don't think that they are tired. If you go to bed tired, it is because of selfish desire. Staying up longer is often because of even more craving. Yes, yeah, some people, they can't go to bed early. They just feel they haven't gotten enough in the day. So they like want to watch TV or something. They have a craving for entertainment. Staying up longer is often because of even more craving. Those who meditate longer can clearly see the problem. Inner spiritual fulfillment dissipates the materialistic fire. Huh. Well, so there's definitely advantages to meditation, I guess, and exercise in your extremely robust religion. This stuff sounds very grim, like you have to meditate so much and exercise, and you have to get up early, and it sounds like torture to me. Well, no, it can be fun. I find it fun to play sports, maybe play tennis and volleyball and yeah I'm I promote having fun huh? and meditation is very pleasant <laughs> it's not torture why should it be torture so I should be so scared of my robust religion yeah well, if it's robust, it should be at least have some fun. Yeah. Okay. The next poem, what's it say about that? It says, uh, well, July 24th, 2018. It says, the best part of spirituality is when masters are funny. Oh, so you like funny with a sense of humor, I guess. Uh, yeah, I like a, a guru with a sense of humor. That's why, that's kind of why I like somebody like uh, Tuka or Tukaram or Nasruddin or somebody. Uh, many of the masters are funny. And yeah, wasn't, uh, who else was funny? Was Hakeem? Uh, yeah, a lot of them are, a lot of them can be very funny. So, yeah, you should... Uh, Read some funny poems. Okay, poem. I reject my dreams. That kind of consciousness is not my... It is like taking LSD. I never took LSD. Okay. I reject my dreams. That kind of consciousness is not for me. It is like taking LSD. Oh, so you... You're commenting on dreams, sir. 
Yeah, when you have just a stray dream, uh, not very visionary, you reject it. Yeah, a lot of them are just... You can have a bad dream, I mean. So you reject them. It is a stupid waste of time. I'd rather be awake. Oh, so is that why you wake up so early and don't sleep? Yeah, sometimes I have a bad dream and it irritates me and I wake up and meditate. Oh, I see. Is that when you have your bad karma in your dreams? <laughs> it is a stupid waste of time. I'd rather be awake. Sleeping is mostly for amateurs. Yeah, and you have this ability like uh, to break off a dream that's not going well. Yeah, when I have a bad dream, I somehow am able to just put a stop to it. I, I wake up and just... And just Stop it, because I've had enough. So, Sleeping is mostly for amateurs. It is sort of like food. Half as much is better. Yeah, the funny thing is a lot of dreams come from undigested food, too. Meditation can replace both food and sleep. Eventually, Simran is steady and begins right away as you become pulled to the inner attractions, which become strong and begins at, in an instant. I know you talk about this instant uh, on uh, third eye and stuff, yeah. Is that like instant coffee or something? <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you use instant coffee? <laughs> Eventually, Simran is steady and begins right away as you become pulled to the inner attractions, which becomes strong and begins in an instant. It is like fostering an addiction, but one which is healthy and gives you luster. Oh, so you could be very lustrous and very healthy. When I successfully sit, I consider it a miracle. So how many times have you had a miracle, my God? When every time you sat is a miracle? Yeah. When I successfully sit, I consider it a miracle. Oh. So like if they tell you to get up and talk about your experiences with the Master like tell a miraculous story, you would have to say, every time I sat in meditation, I consider it a miracle. Okay. So, all right, so your prior days of the morning's meditation was a miracle. There are mysterious winds circulating in the body, and they seem to find balance when you go out of the body. Thus, going out of the body is the best beauty treatment. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of spas and things. There's really a lot around. It's amazing the amount of stuff around with the spa. And it's amazing the time devoted to doing your toenails and finger, uh, fingernails. <laughs> Actually, I had one time just out of... Uh, for amusement, I had a manicure. I've only had one, really, my whole life. Uh, just uh, as a 
sort of like I was with a girlfriend who was having her nails done, so... Uh, <laughs> that's what happens. It was a miracle that it even happened, you know, so... Thus, going out of the body is the best beauty treatment. It is nice to put your brain into harmony. More poetry gets written in the rain. Oh, so if we look at your poetry to see how many, which days you posted like two or three poems on the same day, it probably was a rain day. Yeah. With regular practice, you can conveniently execute the necessary brain surgery. Oh. And now you're doing brain surgery on yourself in a way. With the regular practice, you can conveniently execute the necessary brain surgery. I follow a religion of convenience and execution. Or convenient execution. Of who? Forget about planning and analysis. You can do a full recap after you are dead. Huh. Yeah, why can't you just recap this, all this stuff after you're dead? Huh? Yeah, why don't you, why are you reading your poems uh, even when you could do a full recap after you are dead? Well, maybe I could read my poems after I am dead. Uh, huh. Forget about planning and analysis. You can do a full recap after you are dead. The angel of death is a certified accountant. Hmm. Wow. Who did you ask about uh, that guy? Who was the guy uh, who was saying that you you had uh, you had to pay pay your taxes or something? And uh, you said I asked him, "Are you a certified accountant?" <laughs> The angel of death is a certified accountant, and death is something you will be. Better, better restructure your head for space travel. The knees will conveniently bend if you do it a hundred times. Huh. Well, I would think so. If I bent my knees a hundred times, they would probably conveniently bend. Uh, yeah, you they they will bend after a hundred tries. So if you try to meditate cross like it a hundred times, on the hundredth time they will actually bend. <laughs> well, that's not discouraging, and this is not funny. Okay. Yeah, you said that uh, could be funny, and I'm discouraged by this poetry because I'm not getting having any fun here. No. The knees will conveniently bend if you do it a hundred times. Chairs are for lazy Western fools, as Hakeem would say to practice unborn Zen. You should give up your props and sit on a rock. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a minute. You have all kinds of props with the zaputan and a little pillow and... You even have a uh, rubber mat on the top of the zabaton, and my God, and you have some knee pad thing, and you have a light uh, for reading, and you have 
You have more props than anybody. God. And you say this stuff. You should give up all your props and sit on a rock. Oh. Yeah, and a few times I've sat on a rock. But there's a tendency to want to put something soft on the rock. Yeah. So you might want to put a yoga mat or something. Yeah. <laughs> Chairs are for lazy Western fools, as Sakin would say to practice on Bornsen. Mm-hmm. Chairs, yeah, I know. The funny thing, the chairs aren't quite right. West uh, sitting in a chair for meditation, I've done it, but uh, I don't like it so much. Uh, I don't advocate absolute torture, but prudent moderation. So you are prudent, moderate, uh, yeah. I don't actually force people into the lotus position and whip them and stuff. I'm not a a real extreme uh, Zen master. You don't beat your students with a stick if they move? No. I tell them to get a cup of tea or something. Okay, you should be going up. Sideways is unacceptable. I don't advocate a cavalier mere existence. You were not created for just entertainment. Huh. It's interesting that you've so many times tried to start a pellicula or a movie and you've watched uh, 10 minutes and quit. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's just so hard for me to watch like a a movie, uh, like a YouTube or something. I just hardly can do it anymore. Uh, Plus they're kind of dumb, a lot of them. You were not created for just entertainment. Life is not just a playground. You have a serious mission. Being with those who are adrift leads to stagnation. You should be sitting in deep contemplation. Gadgets are good for robots, but the latest trend is robust humans with enhanced inner hearing. Wow. Where are you going to get robust humans with enhanced inner hearing? Wow. That's the new trend? Or you say so? God. Gadgets are good for robots. So you're saying that you could apply like your robot could have the iPhone. Yeah. He could answer my phone. <laughs> the robot would take my calls and maybe do my Instagram postings and Facebook and do all that stuff for me, my robot. I am just a minor prophet operating in low gear. If I actually practice, yeah. If I actually practice, I wouldn't be such an old fool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. If I actually practice what I preach, I wouldn't be such an old fool. Hakeem's doctor explained that he was, quote, only a useless, worn-out old man, more dead than alive. Uh, Hakuyu. Hakeem makes me laugh. 
The best part of spirituality is when masters are funny. This says page 92, Wild Ivy. So the reference to that quote is page 92, Wild Ivy, July 20, DS Poem, July 24th, 2018, and it says, Hawking's doctor explained that he was, quote, only a useless, worn-out old man, more dead than alive. Huh. huh. That's what you are. Huh. Wow. Well, it's hard to accept. I like to think I'm 25 and I'm a tennis card <laughs> when I defeat a 25-year-old uh, in tennis singles. So even though I am only a useless, worn-out old man, more dead than alive. But the, we realize the best part of spirituality is when masters are funny. Those are such beautiful pictures, my God. I should at least... Uh, Oh, yeah, your blog is at least good for the photographs. I mean, uh, that's, uh, even if the poetry is no good uh, and they haven't been reviewed by critics, even though they do follow the pattern that Northrop Fry suggested for Arabic poetry. Oh, I, so they're good in terms of being Arabic poems. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not in Arabic. Huh? So maybe you should withdraw from writing poems in English and just post your photographs. You could be a photographer. Huh? Huh. Well, that's an interesting point, but I'm, if that's what I do, I, I like it. Um, well, why wouldn't you write poems? <laughs> okay. Chocolati, finally. My God. Thank you. <laughs> I'm on the fourth, third, the fast ended after three days, and I'm having chocolate, but of course no sugar. So I may be taking in fat or something. Yeah, well, you should have a chemist analyze what you're eating. Oh, okay. Well, I could get uh, a spectroscopist. Uh, why don't you just buy a spectroscopy machine and and look at the molecules of everything you eat? Oh, well, I could have my robot do that, I guess. Yeah. Well, so we you don't know in this era what you're eating, but in the future, your robot will know. Yeah. Well, yeah. They can fly to Mars, but they can't figure out what you should eat. Yeah, then you should withdraw from this poem and become a nutritionist or a spectroscopist. <laughs> Take chemical physics and uh, figure and examine food and make a robot. Uh, well, you're really off the beaten track, and don't withdraw from this podcast. Uh. All right, I'm, this poem is called I Am Withdrawing From This Poem. <laughs> Why withdraw from your poem? Okay, poem. 
I am withdrawing from this poem, including anything that has something to do with Rome. The poem can just be written by Siri, 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 Siri. The poem can just be written by Siri. Oh, okay. That's like having Alexa or your phone or your robot write the poem. Yeah, okay. Then you need a robot to write poems while you're in meditation. The poem can just be written by Siri after she has learned the theory. Yeah, in theory, like uh, Google or uh, can uh, can sweep through my poems and learn the theory of that I'm to learn the you know like the basic. Uh, you could read the master's teachings, or maybe you know, like you could have an AI thing read the master and then and then write poems. Yeah, the poem can just be written by Siri after she has learned the theory. The master must hate me because I sit very often, but still he does not invite me. Yeah, that's funny. He never invited you to come see him. He hates me. So, yeah, you're disliked by the master. Yeah, yeah I'm not liked by the master. You're kind of like out of, out of, you're, you're out of favor. You're like Bullish. Uh, you're out of favor because you're a bad disciple. Yeah. The master must hate me because I sit very often, but still he does not invite me. So I meditated quite a bit and stuff, and he still does not invite me. I throw a lot of parties, but still no one shows. <laughs> it's funny how, yeah, I remember the sad event or something. I threw a party for the millennium, the turn of the millennium, 2000. And I think there was like one person showed up. <laughs> yeah, that's like New Year's Eve on uh, 2000, let's say, going into 2001 or something. Yeah, you had a party with one show. You are not very popular. I mean, you haven't been popular most of your life, I guess. So. And nobody invites you. So I, yeah, I'm, I am just not very popular. And my poetry is in it, and my Instagram and my Facebook. And uh, yeah, you flaunt unpopularity. I throw a lot of parties, but still no one shows. So. If I have bad karma, I am willing to let him have it. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you weren't dumping your bad karma on the master, he wouldn't hate you. You try to dump it, and you have dumped it already. And uh, you're trying to dump more of it. Uh, yeah, well, if I have bad karma, I'm willing to let him have it. Yeah, I'm going to ask him to take my bad karma. Even if he already took over a lot, I'm willing to let him take over more, especially his successor. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get the successor to my master to take even more karma. Well, that sounds very rude in a way. Huh? Why doesn't he work on my behalf? Question mark. I need a new home that is more than just a poem. Yeah, I need 
I need a place to live and an apartment. Uh, you know, my uh, my elite, my minimalist apartment in Kyoto. Well, yeah, why don't you go to Japan and just try to get yourself that minimalist elite apartment uh, where you can meditate alone. I need a new home that is more than just a poem. I am not happy with the current situation and demand some interpolation. Oh, you're really not happy. Oh. No, I am not happy with the current situation and demand some interpolation. I don't care how long it takes to build Rome. I want to sit on the throne. Wow. You want to sit on the throne in... And you're doing this contemplation stuff, you know, quietly alone, and then you demand that you be put on the throne. Oh, God. I guess maybe that is the humor part. Oh, I guess you're trying to be funny or something. My soul is now emperor. When I come to the master, he should pay attention. I don't like him having other followers. Yeah. I don't like it that he has so many followers and such big gatherings. And even if I came and there was, let's say, 100,000 or whatever it is, 50, 20, when I come to the master, he should pay attention. I don't like him having other followers. Yeah, I should be the most popular. I should... I was saying that I should be living on his porch at his house and he has to come and I sit in meditation and he has to come, put me into meditation at 3 a.m. And then he has to get me out at 9 or something. Or at least he could come at 9 a.m. after I come out or something. Yeah, so... He should pay attention. Why should, has he grown popular? I am the foremost disciple. He devotes all his time to the infirm and lazy. The celibate male is hostile and aggressive, and he provides no solution but marriage to females. Yeah. Yeah, you're very hostile and aggressive when you're a celibate male. The celibate male is hostile and aggressive. Yeah, I have to take it out like on the tennis court. Like I have to like slam the ball and practically try to kill people with my slams, uh, even to the body. That's awful. You could hurt somebody. How could you? You did that? Yeah, but I did some of that, but they were at the tennis clinic, but they were actually tennis pros. So I could hit it as literally as hard as I want because, because uh, you know, they're tennis pros. They, they're, they, the one tennis pro, she loved it. I was slamming it at her. And she said, oh, I love it. <laughs> she, she was a pro, though. They can withstand that stuff, so. Uh, so the celibate male is hostile and aggressive, and he provides no solution but marriage to females. Yeah, the master provides no solution 
but marriage to females. <laughs> yeah. Well, there could be a solution if he put took you, if he brought you out of meditation every day or something instead of being married to a female. Hmm. Since God failed both design and engineering, then I'm just going to withdraw into Buddha's empty nirvana. Wow, these statements you make are incredible. Since God failed both design and engineering. It's interesting, there's people who have said, uh, uh, what was another example? Oh, I just encountered another example of like really failed engineering. Oh, I wish I could remember. This example where like uh, a human or something or something in nature just is doesn't work at all. It's like really failed. It's a really failed like evolution. It's like saying evolution. They argue like evolution is like bringing about, you know, it's always improving, but there's cases where it's like really failed. Since God failed both design and engineering, then I'm just gonna withdraw into Buddha's empty nirvana because, yeah, the design it's just arguing the design of the world and the situation we're in. Where we on a raft, God put us on a raft on the ocean. And he said, don't get wet. So, it's a really failed design. And the solution is humor. <laughs> Maybe heaven is just being left alone. So maybe you're saying maybe heaven is just being left alone, but you had said hell. Sartre says hell is just other people. So then maybe heaven is just being left alone. Yeah. D.S. Poem, July 23rd, 2018. Alice takes the iron bird to the west. Hmm. What was this poem about? Oh my God, I am withdrawing from... But, well, now I think I am going to withdraw from this poem. Oh.